Welcome to Life Plus. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Bill Cates. Bill, are you ready to do this? I am ready. And George, if they just misheard you there, it's not Bill Gates. Uh, Bill Cates with a C. I missed it uh, by just one letter and a few billion brain cells and a few billion dollars. <laughs> so either lots of pe- more people are going to tune in, or we we may even lose a couple. <laughs> but we're gonna we're, we're gonna ride this thing out. Bill, <laughs> yes, is, sir. <laughs> Bill is a client acquisition expert. He is the referral coach. He is a Hall of Fame speaker, award winning, best selling author. He is a podcast host of the Top Advisor Podcast. And Bill's been a mentor of mine from afar for many years. So, Bill, I'm excited to finally meet you in person and have you on the show. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Yeah, boy, I wish I had time for my life story and we could get everybody to sleep. But, um, you know, essentially what happened is I, I owned a book publishing company, a couple of them, actually, and I sold them. I sold one for a pretty good chunk of money. I sold the other one to get out of debt. Uh, to have my partner assume the debt. So, you know, when someone says they sell a business, yeah, maybe they made money. Maybe they just, you know, got out of a bad thing. Uh, But in any event, I was looking for the next thing to do. And a buddy of mine, uh, Frank Ingo, said, you know, you should be a professional speaker. You should be a consultant. You'd be good at it. You got a a lot of life lessons. And I said, okay, I don't know what that is. And I slowly figured it out. And I joined the National Speakers Association and hanging out with other people who do what I do. And gosh, over 30 years later, here I am uh, helping people grow their business. Oh, amen. So <laughs> entrepreneurship, book publishing, mm-hmm. or are you, uh, uh, you're obviously a writer, but that doesn't mean that, that you should own a book publishing business or several of them. How did that come to be? Yeah. So actually what happened uh, real quick, I was, I was on an airplane reading Atlantic Monthly. I don't know if anybody ever reads Atlantic Monthly anymore, but, you know, it was the magazine, one of those things with paper that you actually <laughs> open and read. And uh, there was an ad there and it was one of these. It's called an avatorial. And it's so it's an ad, but it looks like an editorial. And the title was Dollars in Your Mailbox. And this is a long time ago. And. I said, all right, I wouldn't mind dollars in my mailbox. And it was all about selling information through the mail. This was before the internet. So it was direct response advertising, direct response marketing, really what the internet is now, all the same principles are at play. But back then it was through the mail and such. And so I I ended up helping somebody publish a cookbook uh, and selling that through ads and, and, and whatnot. And I ended up actually starting a, two uh, cookbook publishing companies. I'm not a cook. I'm an eater. Um, but uh, I saw the market for it and did pretty well. We sold books, you know, in grocery stores and in kitchen stores and, you know, on- online. I had online uh, or I had a newsletter that was paper newsletter that we sent out. So had a big enterprise going there. But, it, you know, my heart wasn't really in it. I never really aspired for that. And so I, I, I sold it just to, to try something new. And so, yeah, I guess I've always been an entrepreneur of some sort. How I got here, I don't know. My parents were, you know, children of the depression. You grow up, you know, they grow up with very safe lessons. My mother would say, don't quit a job until you have the next one lined up. 
So how I got in, in the risk taking, I, I couldn't tell you, but, uh, you know, it seems to work. <laughs> Life is a funny thing. It is. So, I mean, fascinating, right? It wasn't that mm-hmm. long ago. Maybe it feels like a really long time ago. You're reading that advertorial in a paper mm-hmm. magazine and, you know, fast forward. And now we have, you know, chat GPT or whatever it is that's 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 going to <laughs> revolutionize the world is probably a bridge too far for this conversation, but you've been helping people to develop their businesses through the power of referral for a long time. We were joking that I have your CDs from when I started in the financial services business in 2001. Um, where are we today? How, how, how has that business switched? How has the business of getting referrals changed, if, if at all? Well, the principles have not changed at all, uh, meaning that for most businesses, there obviously are exceptions, but particularly for service businesses, professional services, how does someone want to meet you? They want to meet you through a recommendation from someone they trust. So, you know, social proof, recommendations, testimonials, as my friend used to call them, testimonials. Uh, that 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 has not gone away. It'll never go away. I mean, even before there was Internet, before there was telephone, before there was telegraph, Someone wanted to do business in the next town. He I could say he or she. But back then it was probably a he for the most part, uh, unfortunately, would, you know, it would bring a letter of introduction. And so that's really the way of the world is. And so everything I do falls under the umbrella of what I'll call relationship marketing. Uh, And it doesn't mean you can't have success with social media advertising. Heck, I you know, I grew up doing that as well. Uh, It's just that. I gravitate towards the relationship side of that. And so that, that the, all those principles haven't changed. You still have to be referable in the eyes of whoever's going to introduce you for whatever reason. Now, what has changed a little bit is the how you get connected with that new prospect. Because there was a time, and even if it's not a prospect, if it's just someone, you know, a, a, a possible uh, strategic partner for your business, whatever it looks like. Uh, there was a time when you could call people and they'd answer their phone, right? Uh, those days have pretty much passed for the most part. Only time I answer my mobile phone is number one, I know who it is, or I've got someone coming to the house to work on my furnace or something, and I don't know their number, so I'll take a flyer and I'll, and I'll answer it, right? So we've got to get introduced. We've got to get connected. And that's been a big emphasis lately is how do we actually get introduced in person, email, Zoom three-way, whatever it may be, text. Uh, so that that's one thing that has changed a little bit over the years. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I love the just reminding me and everybody else that, yeah, hey, who am I? I have this letter from, from, from XYZ, from the senator, from the president, from the mayor, just somebody who is Someone well-respected. Yeah, it's borrowed trust. We borrow the trust long enough to earn our own trust. And sometimes that borrowed trust takes us a long way, right? Sometimes people say, well, you work with my friend, George. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm happy to. Or they say, well, you know, I trust George. So, you know, tell me more. And so at least get your foot in the door, if nothing else. So when I'm consulting with folks and I'm thinking of my own business and I'm trying to move in a certain direction or meet some people, the first place I'm going to go is not advertising. It's not, you know, Internet posts. It's not any of that. It's who do I know? Right. What relationships do I have in place that can help me get there? That's the first place you want to look. What is the the path of least resistance? What is the warmest path 
to get to where you want to go. And it doesn't mean you can't do the other things. Eventually you may. Uh, but first, let's start with the relationships that are in place. And sometimes that's all you need. Have people, have people forgotten about that? Some, not all. Uh, no, not all. There are some people that are drawn to it naturally. Uh, some are better at it than others. Uh, it's interesting. I, I have a lot of people come to me that say they used to be good at it, but things have changed so much they feel like they've lost their confidence. Hmm. And they also feel a little guilty because they know they have good relationships, but you're just not, they haven't figured out how to leverage them in, in, in a way that works for everybody. Um, and I think a lot of people grow up, you know, not thinking in terms of that. They think in terms of, some of it is they get enamored by the shiny objects of, of what social media and things like that can do. And I'm not going to diminish those. Some, some people having great results. Uh, I think LinkedIn has kind of become the new cold calling for a lot of people, right? We get a lot of unsolicited messages on LinkedIn these days, but nonetheless, I don't want to diminish that. Um, and I think a lot of people just don't think about the relationship side very much. Sometimes I call referrals forgotten gold. It's right. Everybody knows the power, the value, but people have just haven't put it at the top of their list uh, for whatever reason. I think sometimes also real quick is people hide behind the technology. Developing relationships, not as easy, a little messier, takes a little longer sometimes. Uh, I think sometimes where people used to hide behind the mail, they'd mail things out. Now they hide behind email or LinkedIn or other broadcast types of messages when they really be better off talking to some folks um, and talking to some folks before they send those emails and broadcasts out to everybody. So that's that's my take anyway. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. It is easy to hide. And to your point, it, it always has been. You know, there's places to hide. If you didn't want to pick up the telephone, there's places to hide. Uh, through being able to mail, now it's email, but now it's 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 LinkedIn messages, the social media messages. You you, you mentioned um, haven't figured out how to leverage a relationship in a way that works for everybody. What does that mean? Yeah. So um, and and we're not just talking about prospecting for a business because I know a lot of people listening may not be a business owner or that's that's not why they're on here, but. To, to get wherever we want to go in life, uh, quite often we can't do it by ourselves. We need other relationships, right? So whatever kind of relationship we're trying to develop, this, this kind of goes under that. And that is, number one, uh, it's okay to ask for help. See, a lot of people, you know, un, I think but mistakenly uh, believe that asking for help is a sign of weakness, like my wife. Uh, I touched the hot stove twice with my wife. I don't do it anymore. I said, would you like some help with that? She says, if I needed help, I'd ask for it. Okay. You know, twice, no more. Um, and uh, so th the truth is, and psychologists will tell you that the willingness to ask for help is actually a sign of high ego strength, high self-esteem. Uh, so a lot of people mistakenly think that asking for help to meet someone else or for advice on their business, whatever is a sign of weakness. And that's a mistaken belief. It's a limiting belief, unfortunately. So that's one thing. A, a lot of people don't realize that, that often if you are going to ask for help, it does help to have a little bit of a, 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 what they call the emotional bank account taken care of, right? Where you've given some value to that person in some way, or you lead off the conversation with how can I be a value to you rather than just asking? Uh, 
Now, some people say you have to give referrals to get referrals. And while that can be very helpful, you don't necessarily have to give referrals to get referrals, but you do have to be referable and it does help to provide value. I'll give you a classic example. Uh, a colleague of mine, uh, I, I wanted to do at the time some more keynote, big stage kind of speaking. And I asked him for some possible introductions. And he says to me, Bill, you're the referral guy. You know, you got to give referrals to get referrals. Mm -hmm. And I said to this guy, and his name is Warren. I said, Warren, um, yeah, I, I understand that. And I think that sometimes that is the case. You may recall uh, two weeks ago, I spent an hour and a half with your team about how to sell online uh, training. Was that valuable to you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it was, you know, so <laughs> a mistaken belief. Uh, but the principle is true. Are we referable? How do we provide value to that person um, so we can tap into that law of reciprocity, um, et cetera? Sometimes, by the way, we just got to give to give. And let's not worry about giving to get. Let's just give to give. One of the hardest things people have trouble have uh, people have trouble with not everybody is donating or giving anonymously. Right. Try it sometime. It's interesting. And the dynamic you feel, especially if you have a high ego uh, to, to give in ways that, you know, you're not going to really get anything back other than just that intrinsic, you know, good feeling of helping somebody out. It's really interesting. I was just in a museum over the holidays and they've got all the donors prominently displayed and and I saw big spots for it just says anonymous. And so I spent a little bit of time thinking about that. And number one, I I I I, I joked to myself, you know, that anonymous person is sure given a lot. I don't remember exactly what the joke was, but you sort of get it. <laughs> right, right. But right. how interesting, what is the psychology behind that and 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 what 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 does that feel like? So that's interesting. Yeah, it's true. Well, I'm, I'll give you an example. Um, one of my mentors and friends, uh, colleagues, uh, Nito Cobain, he's the president of High Point University. My daughter went to school there. One of the exercises he does uh, with kid, with the students and other folks is he'll bring a roll of, of, of uh, $1 bills, 100 of them, and he'll give one to everybody there. And they go, you know, the kids, especially younger. And they go, he, he says, your job is to give this away in some way that people won't know who left it there. And it's just to get into that that mindset and that feeling. And so I'll never forget, we were in a hotel and I had my niece and my daughter with me and we're walk, walking along where Anita was doing his thing. And there were dollar bills like tucked in the in in the door handles, you know, and 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 Jenna and Casey says, oh, can we take those? And I go, well, why don't you take one and leave some for others? Right. You know, so uh, that's a whole other conversation we could have. <laughs> yeah, but I, I absolutely love that. And it's 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 an interesting just experiment and thought experiment mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. else. Do, are, are, are you a guy who believes in, in, in karma and sort of sort of the universe, Bill? Yeah, I mean, I believe that that certainly, you know, what we do have re has, you know, reverberates or vibrates in the world. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly whether it's karma, what it what you call it. But, yeah, I mean, our actions have consequences. And I think there's things that we don't know exactly how that works. It's a, kind of amazing in a lot of ways. Uh, so, yeah, as you give, you reap. And and I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um can we make the direct connections all the time? No, not always. Uh, but yeah, I, I believe there's something to that. Yeah. So you've mentioned it a couple of times. What does it mean to be referable? 
Ah, well, um, people have to trust you. They have to trust your integrity. They have to trust your process and the value that you're going to bring to other people. It helps that they like you too. Um, in fact, really in, from a business standpoint, there's two elements. One is a value connection, meaning they appreciate the value that you bring, your knowledge, your experience, your process, the product, the service, all of that. But then there's also the personal connection, the like, the trust, and they usually both have to be there. And, you know, if someone sees your value, they get your value, but they don't really know if they can trust you or like you, they're not going to do business with you. They're not going to introduce you. If someone likes you, thinks you're cool, they really trust you, they grew up with you, but they know you're new at what you're doing or they're not sure they really know what you're doing yet. Well, they're not going to do business or refer you either. So both of those have to be there. And one of the things I teach in our systems is that, that um, value connection and personal connection needs to be attended to throughout the lifetime of the relationship. From the minute we meet someone, uh, the courtship of getting to know someone to onboarding them into our business, if that's what we're doing and throughout, we're always attending to both sides, the value connection and the personal connection. And that that's really what it takes to be referable. Some people will refer to help others with your value. Some will do it to help you. And the best are the ones who will do it to help both, right? They, they see your value. They want to, they become advocates for your value, but they also want to help you be successful too. And those are the advocates that we, those are the relationships we really want to nurture. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gotten you this far, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it has gotten you this far. So I guess so. Yes. <laughs> is it possible to do it halfway? It's I'm sure it's it's a stupid question, but you need to is it is it possible to do halfway? Do I do I go all in on referrals? I I, I do all of it. Uh, well, I mean, if you're asking, is it possible to build uh, a 100% a referral based business? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people do it. Some are very successful. Some have built referral only, but they're not necessarily successful. Um, I've, I've run into both, helped both. Um, and, and I'm not going to say that necessarily you have to or want to. It depends on the kind of business you're trying to build. Uh, if you're trying to scale your business, you're trying to grow quickly, you you may feel the need to grow faster than what the relationship marketing strategies can do for you. So you may need to do other things. Also, general marketing, having a reputation in a target market, if you will, uh, can make a big difference. It helps all the other things work. So there's a lot of elements that, that go into growing a business, um, but for professional services, and, and, you know, service type businesses, generally speaking, that word of mouth, the referrals, the introductions, it's it should be the cake, not the icing on the cake, at least. Right. Uh, a lot of people flip it. Right. They see referrals, the introductions as the icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. We're also getting some referral. It should be the other way. Now, that's the cake. Let's get that one baked and doing well. And if the other things are working and producing some nice results that are cost effective, well, that makes sense too. Love it. 
Well, Bill, thank you so much for your work. Thank you for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? Where can they get your books? All of it. Sure. I I appreciate it. Well, Bill Cates, C-A-T-E-S. I'm on LinkedIn, obviously. referralcoach.com, referralcoach.com. My most recent book, I think a lot of people uh, will find pretty interesting because it's how to talk about your value and in a way that people will respond is called Radical Relevance. And so if you go to radicalrelevancebook.com, radicalrelevancebook.com is a quick little fun video and you'll you'll learn a little bit about that and you might find that to be a, a pretty helpful read. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Bill your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find Bill on LinkedIn, go to his website, check out all things Bill Cates. It's referralcoach.com. And then check out his newest book. It's radicalrelevancebook.com. And I know that uh, sometimes that's something that I struggle with is how to articulate the value that I am working to bring to the world. And perhaps you do as well. So I'll look forward to digging that one personally. And uh, I can attest to the quality and effectiveness of all of Bill's work and systems and certainly encourage you to take advantage and check it all out. Thanks again, Bill. You bet. Thank you. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.